A little bit of the old uh, Bill Murray under the sea vibery. Well, I found this beanie in my house, so it actually owned. It was actually owned by by someone, but it had a little pom pom on the top. Mm. And then I snipped it off, and then uh, just said it was my beanie. <laughs> and the people were saying, "Oh yeah, well I guess mine had that pom pom on it, and this one definitely doesn't, so it must be but yours." I haven't been accused. It would be a weird thing to accuse someone of. Did you snip off my pom pom? To steal my beanie. To steal my beanie. No. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I would recognise the rest of my beanies just based on other <clears throat> defining features, with or without yeah. pom-pom. I'd still go, it would be surprising if you have basically my beanie without yeah. a pom-pom, and I haven't seen my pom- like beanie anywhere, with or without poms. I think that that's the, the biggest evidence is that, why did you start wearing a beanie all of a sudden when you've never seen you wear a beanie? At the exact same time that I lost my pom pom beanie, <laughs> it's like I don't know. It's just I just got a really good vibe. I thought, you know, this guy knows what's what. Exactly. Time for me to jump on the bandwagon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't actually. I don't actually know. Do beanies warm your head? Yes, oh, they must. Obviously, yeah. I'm I'm wearing this exclusively for, for fashion style. purposes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> You don't have to explain twice. I am overwhelmed with the style going on right now. Um, I, well, I imagine you usually are a bit blown away. <laughs> yeah, uh, every time I get to see you in the flesh via FaceTime, I just have to swallow down the excitement that okay. is just <laughs> bubbling beneath the surface, um, yeah, just out I'm of gl- professionalism. I'm glad you're swallowing down the excitement for a change. <clears throat> that was a gay joke. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Yeah, I just I got the other level. I got because yeah. I got one yeah, level, but then yeah. <clears throat> so I'm going to start the podcast after this bit now. All right. Or cut that bit out. Maybe Which would not, you prefer? To not cut it out. Uh, I leave a lot of your gay jokes in. <laughs> Give me. I should get at least two or three. You can get two or three podcasts, but yeah, at my right. discretion. Well, I've only got two or three more, so. Okay, well, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. How have you been? Why are you not out partying on a Saturday night like usual? Because I'm here with you. Also, no friends. Aww. I'm literally a friend. No, you know what? I, I have chosen not to, not to do anything. I could have could have gone out last night. Chose not to. Could have gone out the weekend before. Chose not to. I just Growing don't. Old. You know what? You know this is this weird things happened to me. The last few nights, <clears throat> last four nights in a row, uh-huh. I just haven't felt like a drink. I just like we went to the movies. We saw The Big Sick, which is an amazing movie. Yeah, by the way. I need to see that. Um, and. We were just having some drinks, and usually I'm the first one to crack open the wine, but uh, it happened without me, and, and I just didn't want to have a drink, so I didn't. Oh. And then for some reason, the I just haven't wanted want to, to have a drink since. Mm-hmm. You just do... Sorry, I know just because it's an audio podcast, Yeah, I feel like I have a duty to listeners, but... Because when you were saying things about not having, like, drinks and things, I thought, oh, this is really good. This is a sign of, like, maturity, um, 
hopefully like an end to the alcoholism and then just like right at the end, just like, just for the briefest second, it kind of felt to me like into shot. Yeah. Yeah. You just had like a quick, just like a quick shot. Just a quick shot of Jamison. Yeah. Just like right down the gullet. Yeah. See now that here's the other side of, of, of that, of that, uh, tale of quick, um, you know, sobriety. Um, was that I found this bottle of Jamison. It was half empty. I found it at someone's house. and uh, Snip the pom-pom off it. Now it's yours. Yeah, yeah. Now snip the pom-poms a metaphor for anything I do with. It's I take the theft. Snip the pom-pom word? is your... That's, that's the word. I was trying to think of the word where you take something that <laughs> doesn't belong to you, but it, it is theft, yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, just, But when you say, like, you know, I just snip the pom-pom. If you start, if that catches on, it's like, yeah, you stole it. You yeah, snip, okay, fine, snip, I stole snip it. the pom. Michael, have you seen that 20 bucks from my wallet? I just snipped a pom-pom. Yeah, I mean, you, you to be fair, $20. it's hard to get annoyed with people when they've got such a cute word for the crime they're committing. You know like, that's be why, as well. That's yeah. how I get away with arson, because I just call it <laughs> accidental burnies. And then <laughs> people are fine. People are fine with that. They say, oh, he just had a Bernie. That's all right. You know, sometimes when I eat chili, I get an accidental Bernie out of my arson too. Uh, that's his most laugh. As I felt like that. that was, I felt like that was quite clever. Oh, it was quick. It wasn't clever. Just well, quick is clever. Is that clever what you is... tell yourself? <laughs> Gay joke. Tell all my. No, it wasn't. Yeah, I was implying in that instance it, that you were committing homosexual sex. <laughs> okay, so I didn't, I didn't, I didn't one get o. that. Yeah. One o. Oh, battle, battle to the death. <laughs> Both of us just get... frantically thinking of death, gay puns. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, welcome uh. to Deep Ford, everybody. It has been not that long, eh? Ooh. Hey. Uh, twist, twist to that, twist to the start of that. Welcome to Deepak Fort. Not that long since our last De- episode. Welcome to Deepak Fort. Deepak, Deepak Fort. Deepak Fort. Sorry, Deepak Fort. Deepak Fortra. Um, <laughs> damn it! There was a great name in front of us all these years, and we just, yeah. just missed it. Well, you know, uh, I've never been a fan of fan of our name. Why do you have to bring that up? I'm right in the middle of the part where I say the name, and you use just... this instance. To just quash it. I just want you to know. I have said for a long time, if you've got a better name, put it forward. I don't have a better name. Thank you very much. Welcome to Deep Fucking Fort. It's a podcast. We talk about things. There's a bit of chat. There's a bit of philosophy. There's a bit of laughs, you know. It's just some fun. Fun all around. 100% laugh, 20% philosophy, 20% banter. And like 60% bullshit. Sitting through the yeah. internet today, wearing a very, uh, I want to say Clouseau-esque um, beanie, Michael Zabrecki. Hey. He just did the peace sign. He's feeling extra cool today. And here in New Zealand, Nick Shadle. Hello. Hi. 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 hi, 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 hi. You know, it's the same temperature here as it is there. How do you know that? Because I had it checked on the weather app before when oh. I was... Checking to see what time it was over there. Yeah, 12.21am. Yeah, the latest podcast. And you know, it's I'm two hours ahead, I'm two hours ahead of you as well, so it's, 
221 for me. That's not true. I know huh? that's not true. Just because for the first time ever, you've looked at the clock to work out what the time zones are, does not mean that I, for the previous 40 fucking episodes, have not had to calculate the difference. Yeah, and you know what? You know what I did with that? I was like, oh, I'll wait. I'll wait. It's fine. Doesn't really matter. And I, I thought I could, I could make a joke here, but instead I'm just going to be extra chill. I'm going to be doubly chill and not bring about it up. About what? Not bring you, what I, up? I've just shot myself in the foot because I did just bring it out. Like, <laughs> fuck. But what are you, are you talking about? The fact that it was a delayed podcast. A little bit of a day. What like, were you gonna? Look, okay, no, free, free slather now. Yeah. No, all, all, all cards on the table, all, yeah. all basketballs at the three-point line. Yeah. Sports what, over there. What were you going to bring up about the delay of this podcast? Wasn't going to bring it up. What? What was your? What was? How could you be having any beef? Where's the beef with this? What beef are you going to throw that's on the this? Thing. What sizzle this beef on the Korean barbecue between us? What's the beef? We're just going to take the high road, man. The high road about what? What? Just... Why are you higher than me? Look, because, well, <laughs> for a couple of reasons. <laughs> um, no, it's fine. Like it's all all good. Cleared my schedule, so it was fine anyway. <sighs> Are those glasses working out for you? Feeling any smarter yet? I um. I've actually measured my IQ with glasses now. 21% yeah. <laughs> improvement. I was shocked. Yeah. I was shocked. I, um, I, was, I bet you were shocked that you had 21% to go. Like, yeah, I thought me. I'd maxed out. I, like, I thought I was at 100% all this time. IQ. Excuse yeah. me, Mr. Dr. Optometrist. <laughs> Dr. Optometrist was uh, one of the lamest Spider-Man villains. That's a, that's a joke for Sean. Sean will like yeah. that one. There you go, Sean. Um, Fuck you, Sean. So, talking about things this week. Last week, last time, last pod, last chat. Good. Just a bit like bantery. This time, all substance. Let's get into some. Let's get into some kind of talk. Here we go. This is gonna be fucking. No, I'm not saying it can't be fun. What we talk? It's gonna be about. It's gonna be about something completely not fun, isn't it? It's about. Whether or not plebiscite should have legal implications in the Australian governance. Oh, tell me when this is going to be fun. <laughs> no, uh, that was that was a, a bad a bad example. That was, a, that, was, that was a joke. That's one of the yep. first jokes of the night. Take that I'm off the st- list. Still pouring myself another shot of whiskey just out of <laughs> out of the stress the of misery. that maybe happening. No, I thought so. We got a couple of options. Um, first one is. Holy fuck, like Trump shit, man, that's happening. Um, and second one is about uploading brains to the internet. Which one takes your fancy? Oh, brains. Brains to the internet. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about in the past that we would, I think, both like at the end of our lives to hopefully have our brains continue Maybe, like, if our body's dying, we wouldn't be averse to our heads going digital, right? Yep. Minds and consciousness transfer to computer. Mm-hmm. Live on in a digital world. Is that is that true? Would you... Are you interested in that? Definitely. 
Okay. I wrote a song about it, actually. Plug for uh, a <laughs> song there. Uh, it's Can still available put, on Spotify. <laughs> 0. 0.0003 per stream. So if you could just uh, head on to the Brokers page and give that one a listen in a few years' time, we'll really be close to getting one cent. Yeah, I'll finally have to quit my career as a podcaster. <laughs> yeah, the only thing that makes more money than podcasting is being an indie musician. <laughs> Spotify place. <laughs> yeah. Um, the practicalities of getting your brain into the internet are not straightforward. Okay. And it kind of becomes the problem of that classic like cloning or teleportation thing, right? So the problem with teleportation is you can't physically move this bundle of atoms that is me to a different place in the universe. If okay. you you can make a copy of yourself over there, yeah. but that copy over there is not me, right? Right. So, so it would be you'd be doing another like you would be like a replication it would be like a a video game version of you but not your yeah. essence at all not your not your son. If you go okay, into go a on. pod and on this end you disappear and on that end you turn up on yeah. that end there's another version of you that has all the memories and exact purpose and existence and knowledge yeah. of everything but this you the me that was me just evaporates into a puff of like smoke. Yeah so you is, can't you can't continue the consciousness. You can only no, yeah. So yeah, like okay. your like my me ceases to be. So right. just don't don't do teleportation. Basically, that's like the prestige, the um, the Nolan spoiler alert, the Nolan movie. Um, it's all about that shit. Okay. Can we not? Okay, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm just. It wasn't a spoiler alert that Chris Nolan directed that movie. No, it was a spoiler alert that there was clones but anyhow um so the prop the similar kind of problem comes into play if you're trying to upload your brain to like a digital thing which is basically if you're doing a direct copy and getting your brain into the internet Mm. you can have a version of your digital you going into it but the human body version of it is still dead so the question that I have for you is, how the fuck do we get our existing consciousness to continue perceiving itself as being alive through a transition from human to internet? Uh, imagine if I just solved it now. <laughs> yeah, it would be great. <laughs> um, wouldn't you have to keep the brain alive? Yeah. But eventually, like that's the same problem that we always have, which is, but like matter degrading. We, if if we if we could solve a way to keep like tissue alive forever, then you could just you could be in a human body forever. You just put it in one of them jars. Oh yeah. Oh, the with, jar technology with the gel and stuff. Yeah, put the gel. It's got some wires in it. Yeah. Hook it up to the fucking internet. That's how you do it. Uh, I will give you a proposition, which is okay. how they've proposed to fix this problem, which right. is a gradual transition. So they start to put bits of computers into your brain mm-hmm. bit by bit to replace certain functionalities in cells. 
and over the course of time, uh, your ba- your body never notices any sense of um, the brain changing. You still continue to think you're you, but then you gradually substitute more and more in until eventually you're all a digital analog. So it's kind of like that um, that classic kind of thing of if you've got like your favorite hammer and then the head falls off and you need to get a new head and you put the head on, is it still the same hammer? And then if the stick breaks and you you change the handle out, so now it's a new head and a new handle, is it still the original hammer? It's the same kind of proposed solution to this. So eventually, if you just sub out all of your brain with uh, mechanical parts or digital parts, theoretically, you will still feel like the same person all the way through. And then when you've got a fully digital brain, you'll be able to upload yourself to the internet. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I'm just reading reading this book that's actually kind of um, talking about this. Homo Deus. Um, he's Homo Deus. Homo Deus. Hey, spell Deus. D-E-U-S. Okay, I'm with you. Um, it's from the author of, uh, he did a book called Sapiens. It's basically it's the the uh, the uh, tagline for the book is a brief history of tomorrow, um, and yeah, it's it's kind of talking about this um, in the book. Also, I watched this video and this kind of ties in as well. Elon Musk was telling was telling this theory that uh, that it's a probability that the world that we're living in now is a simulation. Have you heard this theory? Yeah, uh, the, just the idea that it's like we're living in the Matrix, basically. Yeah, but like the explanation for that, can you, I think you'd be able to put it more eloquently than I can. Uh, I'm not sure that I remember the explanation offhand. Is it basically that we have no way as individual beings of knowing whether what we perceive is real? Like, and in some kind of advanced matrixy world, the technology would be indistinguishable from reality. Um, yeah, I think I think uh, Elon Musk's argument was that like we've gone from Pong to um, I don't know what's a game, uh, <laughs> um, Minecraft or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, in however many years. And obviously, that's just gonna it's gonna be exponentially like get like just ridiculous. Um, <clears throat> so the point that we fuse with the or get get the technology that we can live in like a virtual reality and like actually exist in it is uh, is more probable than us just like although that. It doesn't really solve the problem. That's kind of like just saying God exists, isn't it? Because that doesn't that just that doesn't solve the problem of how we got here in the first place. As in, but he's just basically saying if we extrapolate from the progression of technology, then eventually we're going to get to like hyper real virtual reality. Yeah, and therefore there's no way of knowing that where we're currently at is we're not already in virtual reality. Yeah, is right. that what he's saying? Yeah. I think that 
Well, I mean, I understand that, but I think that's probably more convoluted than just the initial starting point of saying, we just don't know that we're not in a computer. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. I, di- I didn't even, I got, I got too, too excited by that theory and then just didn't even think of it. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't really make sense, really. Stupid Elon Musk. Fucking Musk. What's he doing with himself? Um, but what's the, uh, what's the book about? Deus? Uh, it's basically uh, his first book, Sapiens, was how we got to where we are, and Homo Deus is, but he's uh, talking about how we kind of becoming gods, the pursuit of immortality. Um, he talks about various aspects of human life, like you know how uh, well that uh, forty is going to become the new seventy, and how the job market's going to need to completely. You mean the other way around? 40s, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was trying to work out if my time on this planet was starting to be a lot closer to being up. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 70s the new 40. 70s the new 40 and that we're going to have to accommodate to all these people. People aren't going to just die or retire at at 70 and then because they're going to be possibly living to 130, 140 years old. Mm. Um. And what it what is what is that going to mean for? Uh, I mean, when when you have when you have death at a certain age, and our whole world is built on the fact we don't we wouldn't we don't think about it because why would we? But our whole kind of like social infrastructure is built around the fact that people die. Yeah. And when you don't have the shedding of the skin and having that kind of replacing of new Turnover. cells. Then the, throws the whole fucking thing out of whack, and it's not gonna, it's not even going to be necessarily a gradual thing. It's not going to be like oh, we're going to start you know, living longer and longer, like year by year by year. It's it's going to take you know if someone fucking cures cancer, it's going to be exponential. Well, well, it could it could just happen over ten years that people start the life expect, expectancy uh, expectancy just. Massively, just yeah, just uh, spikes. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that actually. The idea that one big, like world-changing development, be it medical or scientific, could theoretically like flip a switch, and all of a sudden everyone lives ten years longer. Yeah, crazy. And that actually yeah. seems super plausible now that I think about it as well. Like, well, it is. If technology is going, um, you know exponentially better and better then eventually the computers are going to cross some threshold that um but you know with our understanding of the body or the brain or something and it will just be like instantaneous that's why that's why i'm continuing to smoke and drink Mm, on the expectation that it will just magically fix itself it's a safe bet yeah see the problem is if there's new technology coming out People aren't going to give it to people that are already dead. You got to be in good health, otherwise they're not going to. You're not going to deserve to hang around for longer. Well, you say that, but then let's. I'd like to let's talk about the ethics of. Um, you know, well, we've talked. We, we've actually talked about it before. The ethics of keeping people alive, or um, <clears throat> you know, keeping people on life support or whatever. But like. <clears throat> 
is there any ethical issues to consider when keeping, you know, when if we're going to transfer to, um, in my head, it's still brains in a jar, but like if we're going to try and immortalize people by uploading uploading them to the internet, mm. is there any any ethics to consider there? Like, do you just live in bliss? Is it just a program that where you just live happily forever, or do you still feel pain? So do you still feel sad. There's a few different aspects to it because, as we've said, to, in order to get to that point where you're going to be able to upload, you're going to basically have to start subbing out parts of your brain, right? Yeah. So, at what point, you know, it, it is that that you know philosophy question of at what point are you still you as you start to sub out everything that consists of your brain and personality so then you let's say you successfully go through that process and you still feel like you by the end of you know turning your brain into a digital equivalent of you yeah then what's what's the obligation on society to offer you a certain degree of comfort or standard of life in a digital world when you're ready to plug in uh, i mean presumably by that point our computer systems will be pretty sophisticated mm. but what do you do then do you end up just living like a like do you keep a 22 year old you know body version of yourself and live as that forever like it's basically an immortality question what do you do with immortality? But in a digital construct. Well, I suppose you. Um, I imagine you have like various programs that you can run through, and you can just, you know, de- you can live with, like, as you can live your as your. I don't know. Maybe maybe you can go back and live, live in your your twenties, forever. Or maybe you can, maybe you can live with. No pain whatsoever. I mean, it's just it's just too hard to comprehend. Like, yeah, how? And there's so many like other. What what is what's the point? Well, because like I see the appeal of like non-human experiences. I don't quite understand the idea of being uploaded to a digital thing and then trying to emulate human experiences. Maybe a little bit to live like in places I've never lived before or get a sense of other people. Or... Yeah, but well, then, then what What are you doing then if you're not so, emulating? Well, then non-human things. So, it, like, to, if I could, like, fly, right? Yeah. That, well, like, like if, what, you, if you have literally yeah. any infinite possibility of what you can do in a digital world, yeah, so a lot going... of that would be, like, fantasy shit. I don't, so I don't, you'd I mean, literally lit- just upload yourself to Second Life. <laughs> yeah, I imagine if you just. You, you, you I mean that both literally and, and metaphorically. But like, yeah, yeah. what just, if I could like murder someone? What would that be like? What if I could, you know, be invisible when eavesdropping people, or you know, play out my rape fantasy, or you know, like any like it would be all kinds of fucked up shit. I'd like to go back to your rape fantasy. To that was an example, not a specific thing. That is <laughs> something that I have. <laughs> um, but like, what? What? I don't understand what what the point is. If you, if it's not, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be living in this thing, like, what? It's gonna be a what a simulated video game. 
I don't understand. I don't think how... it, for every person it would be, but I think the idea that it has the limitations <clears throat> of human existence is probably kind of restrictive. And for a lot of people, they, they'll be interested in doing things that are not just the life they've already lived with their real bodies. Right. Because you're a brain. All you are is like a, a, a consciousness. Well, how about this, Nick? Just sort of this. Maybe we, maybe after all this, after this progress, maybe we become, we play God. So if someone's been shitty in their life, you know, some people just go throughout their life, they don't, don't really, instead of the death penalty, you upload and you, you live in hell. So we create heaven and hell for people. It's kind of fucked up. <laughs> yeah. It would be fucked up, but... Um, As a punishment, people get their brains uploaded mm. into just torture. That would be in contrary to so many, like, human rights charters. Yeah, well, yeah, it would. But, I mean... Then oh, I, are, you, are you saying that God is in violation of human rights by, <laughs> by sending people to hell? Uh, I am referring to, of course, the classic Billy Connolly movie, The Man Who Sued God, um, mm-hmm. and using that as a template for all of my future sci-fi um, Yeah, I didn't watch that one. No, I didn't either. I just remember he was annoyed that his boat, his boat sunk or something. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so are you saying that if you were you know, in your post-human body existence, you would only want to live human experiences again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you, you, you're not deciding this when you're dead. You're deciding this. Yeah, so if someone come, if I'm on my deathbed and, and we're, the technology is there and someone's come to me to uh, sort out my will and say, where do you want us to upload what experience you want to have after you die digitally, then I would say that I would want to probably like just live. I would want to live on with everything, all the good and the bad, have it recognizable. What do you mean by that? Rec- have it recognizable, have my surroundings recognized, have social right. interactions. I would, I would want it to be, if it can be a seamless change. So I don't, I mean, th- this is assuming that, that if you do decide to go around fucking flying and raping women, in your case, um, <laughs> that's a, that's not what I said. <laughs> hey, I, come on, <laughs> I put an asterisk immediately on that as one example uh, of what other you people s- you would said. Do. What you said, you said <laughs> um, then I yeah I, I don't know. Do you if you if you're if you're just uh, you know, of Earth, and you have like gravity to adhere to and stuff. Like as we're both adhering to gravity right now. <laughs> speak um, for yourself. <laughs> um, but then you suddenly die, and then you're like, "Oh, I can fly." Do you just are you like, "Oh, all right." So this is this is now. This is now the new thing. But uh, you, if you're like, if you're saying you want it to be like the same as what you have. Then you're basically asking for, you're you're wanting to be like actively put into a matrix. Do you know what I mean? Like you're saying, keep everything exactly the same, and even though my body's dead, 
and it's all a fake and yeah. n- none of the people are here, just keep pretending that I'm living my normal life again. Isn't mm. that like worse than just like acknowledging the amazing opportunity and reality of your next phase of life, which is untethered by human and like physical limitations? All right. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit my answer now. But I just I just realized something. Presumably with this technology there's gonna be software updates. Yes? Yeah, it'll be constantly evolving. So I what I want is the, the my only fear, the, my only kind of I don't know if it's fear, but the 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 main reason I don't want to die is because I just want I just so badly want to see the future. So if they're just going to be updating it all the time, it's like if you can just keep me like alive in digital space with the same sort of like rules and stuff, the same kind of social dynamics, and well, not the same, but like they'll they'll evolve as well. But I just like just just let me see the future. Like surely they'll be able to do that. Can they do that, Nick? Can they do that? Well, yeah. I mean, at some point they'll be able to surely to go the reverse and upload like. Like spit your digital brain into like an Android body or something like that. So then your consciousness is back in the real world, walking around as a robot, Ooh. just like living your life. But now you got a yeah. robot body. Sweet. That would be great, actually. And then you just get to like live out, yeah. How much does that cost? That's forty four ninety nine per month. Ugh. But that's that's in gold bullion. Uh, that's after the stock markets crash and we lose all currency. Just back to gold again. Well, how am I going to afford that? I just have if... to trade in all of your rubies. Rubies? Yeah. We just go back to a gem-based economy. <laughs> it's, it's, it just becomes crash band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, interesting, interesting yeah. stuff. How many hey. Jamisons are you going to chuck back? Well, you don't have to make up for lost time. You can just be like chill. I'm not making it. You can just I'm be not... chill. You can just soch, you know? Hey, where's your uh, Kahlua and soda water or whatever you're drinking? That's my classic. Kahlua and soda water. <laughs> it's, it's not... With a, I prefer, with a dash of milk. I prefer Bailey's and tonic, but in a pinch, <laughs> Kahlua and soda water will work. <laughs> uh, no, I have a Coke and Jack Daniels. I'd love to just sit at the bar and just be like... To the bartender, just like have one glass and just like tap on my Has glass. Has that ever happened to anyone? Well, I it mean, it feels like it, such a fiction. It looks, I know. It's just really cool, though. Yeah, it is really cool. Yeah. Um, how how are you going? This is probably the latest we've ever. No, it's, uh, it's now for those of you playing along at home. It is now twelve fifty-two a.m. Saturday night. Actually, feeling quite alright. It's a bit later than normal for me. I'll be honest. I'm not going to edit know. it tonight. <laughs> yeah. that, that'd be silly. That'd, yeah, be a, that'd be a right laugh. Well, I got nothing to do. If you want to, cool. Let's um, okay. let's kick on into our three. Um, I've got. I was gonna. Now you've got something. I've got. Something. Well, I got an episode eighty kind of thing. Um, Is it episode eighty? It's the big one. Oh, big episode eighty. Let's have a drink to that. Nick. Drink to that. Yeah, this is. I feel like I've really pushed you over the edge unintentionally. Um, yeah, and you're using me as an excuse to return to bad habits. Cheers, episode 80. 
It's bad form to drink when someone's doing a cheers. Um, God, just straight. Why are you doing it straight? I don't get all the, um, you know, I don't feel bloated and stuff. Also, like just working in a bar is just like. It's just just, easier. It's just made it. I don't get the reflex anymore. So it just just goes straight in. Straight down. Man. Um, (laughs) I'll just be injecting it next week. (laughs) <laughs> don't joke <coughs> um, I'll let it then do your, uh, do your thing um, I just uh, had I messaged you the other day Yeah Because I, I, I killed a fly You killed a fly Yeah, I killed him With mortine spray Okay Or soft mose mortine mortine that's the that's the French advert. That's the French one. Um, and I was just thinking, how how strange is it that like there's just a fly, right? So there was just I was just in the kitchen. I noticed this fly, and it was just flying around, and all it was doing was just kind of annoying me. It was just like maybe it was like flying, and then I hear like a buzz. And so my response to that was to kill the thing. Just spray this, just spray this, like, this thing on it that makes it just fucking, and it does not die instantly. It's not like a sniper shot, which is what I should have done if I was a nice person. Slingshot with like a rock and just fucking. Just knocked it out. Knocked it out, but yeah. Instead, I sprayed this thing on it. And it's just like buzzing around for a bit more and then just trying to get, trying to still do its thing and then just like, and it's it's just, it's probably alive for another four or five minutes. And I thought. Just like killing it with nerve gas. Isn't it, isn't it like how, isn't that pretty like horrendous that just because all, all the fucking thing is doing is just annoying me with its sound and maybe a little bit that it's like germing up my food but even if it's even if it just like sat on my food and threw up a few times or whatever the flies do it's i'm I'm not gonna die from it i'm not gonna it's just gonna be like a bit gross but it's probably not even gonna my body's not even gonna know that fly and just fucking shout on my food so what like why why do we do you think i think it's quite wrong that we just kill flies like we that's that's a life it annoys us slightly, so we kill it. That's wrong. Yeah, but the there were times when your chance of actually catching something bad from flies was much higher, and it's only the luxury of current, you know, treatment of disease and medicine that's prevented you from actually having legitimate worries about what you're catching from flies. Okay. Um, well, that doesn't excuse the the, sl- the slaughter. I well, mean, they're, no they're, they're good. It's to, not, they're not going to. They're not going to die out. No one told you to I mean, murder it. You could have just opened a window and shoot it out. I mean, I'm not going to do that because the flies are stupid. Long. Takes they way are, too long. See, that's the problem. If it was like a cat, if you had like yeah, a stray true. cat walking in, sat on your like food, and you're like, ugh. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to die from this, but it's really getting in the way of my meatballs. Yeah. You just open a door. Like whistle to it, shoo it a little bit, 
and yeah. then the cat wanders out, and you're like, oh, you know, we had fun. Yeah. Ideally, you just that there'd be a fly buzzing around, and you just open up a window and be like, "Oh, fly, there, that's the open space." And you'd be like, "Fuck, I've been, I've been, I've been trying to bang my head against this window for hours," and you just show them the door, and they fly out. But the reason why we kill them is because they're too stupid. It's too stupid. You cannot. You cannot just tell a fly to where the window is. If they were, if they were smart enough, we'd just do that. But yeah. they—they're too stupid, so we just killed them. Yeah, and you know, Darwinian selection. But eventually, you'll be cooking your carbonara one day, and a fly will come in and it'll be like, "Hey man, I just want some carbonara." And you'll be like, "Sorry, hey man, I just fly. I just wanted to have some, some carbonara. Do you mind if I can listen to the carbonara?" Well, if anything, it's going to be one of them Italian flies with the beret. It's a me, having carbonara. A carbonara, you're not cooking it. What do you mind if I sit on the bus? Just like a man on a fly, you start making. the pasta. And when you're able to then say to him, hey, man, would you mind if you didn't like sit on my pasta? And he goes, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'll go get some garlic bread from the guy next door. That's because of all of the dumb flies that we've killed up until that point. Yeah, they they ruined it for all the other smart, sophisticated and cultured flies. Wouldn't it be great if you just saw a fly, instead of sitting on your carbonara, he's made himself a little little fly plate and he's he's, he's twirling the pasta with a fork. (laughs) Yeah, he's doing... He's he's treated it like a buffet. I wanted to be respectful and not just sit on your carbonara. And so, mate, I've served myself. And he's doing like the thing where he like uses a fork to twiddle it on a spoon, and yeah. just like get a real nice like quality <laughs> ball of pasta before he puts yeah. it and vomits it up. I mean, that would be ideal for sure. But unfortunately, most flies just shit on the carbonara. Yeah, yeah. That's why we use nerve gas. To end them with pain. It is horrible, though. Yeah. I mean, I actually... I don't even like the smell myself, to be honest. Oh, it's so... It's just I like... mean, but that's the thing. It's They cover it up with, like, citrusy kind of... Really? That Well, Mortine's good for it, but you know what's really bad? Home brand fly spray. I yeah. can smell that. And, you know, I remember... I have this memory of my mum. She had... She'd just go fucking crazy with it, and she'd she'd be cooking, and then she'd see a fly, and she'd just spray it everywhere, and then eventually she's just seasoning whatever she's making (laughs) with the carbonara has with with home brand fucking fly spray. Yeah, I can taste it when I'm doing it. And you say, "Mom, not good enough." He threw it on (laughs) the floor. Yeah. And eventually, I just got used to it. So she, we'd have the salt, the pepper, the parmesan, and the mortine just sitting there, and I just spray a little bit more. And you just get into fights with your sister, and it's like, oh, she's not, she's hogging the mortine. Uh, I mean, yeah. Well, that was that was just my rant. Family Christmas. Last spray. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. It's been a while between podcasts. Um, and I know some people have been uh, <clears throat> pressing pressing us for content, right? No, they haven't. They've no, they been haven't. hammering us 
no you know, one's just been getting us. getting in touch, just no one just cares. nailing us with contact. No um, one cares. The default mailbag. Yeah, what's it? Yeah, what's PayPal? What's PayPal asking for this yeah. time? So, what, uh, what topics <laughs> have they requested? Let's uh, bring that up. And in the meantime, did you want to uh, do the old uh, jingle? jingle? So we got the mailbag. 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 It's, it's the, the weekly, weekly mailbag. mailbag. I feel like you're mailbag. delaying on purpose. Well, it's hard with the Skype. It's hard to. It's hard to see how the the lag's going to work. Yeah. Oh well, boy, got a couple of exciting things here. All righty. <clears throat> I don't want to get your hopes up just yet. Five emails. Don't worry, they're not. Five emails. Okay, email number one. Uh, Nick, not not from the spam folder, please. Oh, not from the spam folder. <laughs> okay, uh, let me see. <clears throat> email number one. Welcome to PayPal One Touch. You're ready to speed through checkout. So it was PayPal. It was that was PayPal. Uh, but not all of them. Email number two. Receipt for your payment to Australian Marriage Equality through PayPal. That's I didn't just, pay for that. I, yeah, I paid for that. Excuse uh, so me? Put that put that on don't, the account. Don't, don't assume that I'm for marriage equality. I would just split everything 50 50. <laughs> uh, email number three. PayPal. Nicholas Shadow, your August statement and fanciful Father's Day gifts. Deals for legendary dads. Why are they uh, calling Deep Fort Nicholas Shadel? No, oh, it's just it's just put my name on it. See, shouldn't you have just registered as Deep Fort? <coughs> it's, First uh, name Deep, last name Fort. Oh, it seems so obvious in uh, middle in name respect. Keith. Email number four. <coughs> Sean Lewis. Episode seventy nine complaints. This is from a real person, my friend. What complaints could he possibly have? Sean Lewis doesn't say hello, doesn't say goodbye, right to the point, which I respect. Just gets it in, gets it out. I do not respect that. Quoth, Sean, you didn't do the jingle for Mikey's horoscopes. Are you fucking shitting me? (laughs) I respect it immediately. I feel Um, like we didn't do... Surely, did we do no, the we horoscopes? Did. We no, did we do did. the horoscopes. We did. I'm sure we would have done this jingle. Who is this Sean? He and works. How can me. how can I blow him? I'm sorry. What? Give him give him a gift basket. Uh, uh, I'll give you his said. address. I will have to check the tapes. I feel like we did do the jingles. I don't think we did. Mikey's we didn't. horoscopes. Mikey's horoscopes. Horoscopes. It doesn't count if you. If Sean, you I hope up. that is. Satisfactory. Email number five of five. Thank you for sticking with us. Thank you, Nicholas. Janine Middleton. (laughs) I trust this email finds you well. I do apologize for the delay in me writing. However, I've been overwhelmed by our supporters' generosity. And I literally started with 946 emails in my inbox, which is rather daunting. I do like to write to everyone personally and say thank you, as I'm so grateful for your support, which makes us able to do our work, comma, it is greatly appreciated, comma, particularly at this critical time. Clearly the event of last week has been disappointing. We do not support a plebiscite in any form. 
That said, if our High Court challenge fails and this is foisted upon us, we need to run and win a yes campaign and ensure that LGBTI relationships are treated with dignity and respect and are equal under the law. It is important that we put a human face on this process so when people vote that are doing it for someone who it means a lot to, this will make a difference. Have a great week, JLM. Okay, Janine. Next up, uh, we're from World Vision. Thank you, Nicholas, for your generous donation to this poor African child. All right, number seven email. Nicholas, thank you for donating to cancer. We get it. You're a charitable person. Stop reading it. You're fucking, like, you know, you, you just, like, fucking, you know, come on. You've put across the point, Well. I apologize unreservedly Look, for any just, unintentional you, hashtag humble brags. This is just a humble just brag that this segment should, might have become. We should change this to mailbag. It's the weekly Nicholas humble brag mailbag. How did you miss mail brag? How did you miss that? How you got you said both of the versions of that word and you came right past it and you slammed them into each other and you missed mail brag. Because I wasn't thinking. Wasn't thinking clearly. It was too blind with rage. You know who also wasn't thinking clearly? Janine Middleton, who quoth, "It is important, comma, that we put the human face on this process, comma, so when people vote that are doing it for someone who it means a lot to, this will make a difference." It's not a sentence, Janine. Get your fucking shit together. All right, Nick. <sighs> quest question. Mm-hmm. Um. On the plebiscite, mm-hmm. I know that uh, I know it's you know not not a ideal method of voting the, on something, but uh, the non-compulsory, well, non-formalized survey which doesn't compel Parliament to act in the way that it's resolved. Yeah, um, I've been weighing up whether whether or not to vote yes. I oh, know. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> you know, are, I have you, no strong feelings. Are you for or against? Are you for or against? I'm just worried about the slippery slope. Yeah. Uh, like, I don't want to see innocent Australian children being forced to marry bridges, which is what <laughs> I fear what this will all lead to. So, yeah. I'm, I'm just perhaps like a conscientious objector. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should ask the bridges. That's a very good point. Mailbag, mailbag, it's a weekly weekly mailbag. mailbag. Oh, deep thought mailbag. Alrighty. Well, it's episode 80, and as previously alluded to, it has been sometimes a long time between drinks in the podcast this year. You know, sometimes a couple of months have gone past. (laughs) Sometimes a couple of seconds. Sometimes... Seconds run into the back of each other. Sometimes they take a few weeks before episodes come around again. And I understand some people might have been thinking, why? You know, what What could possibly be the reason? Well, Michael, I have something to announce. Yeah. Um, in the time that I was unavailable for podcasts, you might be surprised to know that I was actually pursuing a documentary. And one of, uh, you know, one of the benefits of having done this podcast for so many years is we've become exposed to stories that really resonate with us and people whose stories really resonate with us. 
And I saw an opportunity. I cannot wait for this. I saw an opportunity when I was, uh, you know, having a little bit of downtime to really delve into an untold uh, story of someone that we all know and love. Yeah. And so I headed out into the wilderness. Um, <laughs> it was hard to find. Which wilderness? Uh, just uh, Ross Trevor. <laughs> the park. The park. The park. Um, there was yep. a swing set. There was one of those spinny things. And, so it was uh, pretty brutal, I mean. It was. Uh, I brought water because I was concerned <laughs> that I might not make it out of life. But I, I followed, you know, it was, it was, the person I was after was a hard hard guy to track down. Sorry, was so this I, person in the in said wilderness? It was in the wilderness. It was hiding okay, out. The, okay. And... It was a yeti. Uh, not far off, but, you know, yeah. also not correct. And I walked for days out into the, the corner of this park in Rustreva. And then I found this mountain. At the foot of the mountain was a cave, and in this cave, which had a glittering, gleaming, kind of crystalline edge to it, I heard a whiff of music just lilting out from underneath this mountain. And I thought, that's got to be it. A whiff of music. A whiff of music. Just caught, just, caught, just caught a whiff of it. You smelt some just music, caught, just, did a, you? just caught a whiff of it, just with my nose, and yeah. then later with my ears. And... <laughs> So I thought, I found it. And I walked into the mountain and discovered a small metallic figure crouched up against the thing. And he had a little bit of banjo and he was sitting in front of a fire. And I sat down in front of the fire and I put down my collection of burger rings and small water bottles that I'd brought with me to the Ross Trevor wilderness. And I warmed my hands in front of this small man and his fire. And I just sat and listened to his story. And as he strummed along to the banjo, I was touched and moved by what I discovered. And I asked for his permission to recreate what he had told me and sung to me. And he very graciously said yes. So, Michael Zabrecki and all the Deep Fort listeners at home, I'm very excited to debut for you today The Ballad of the Beatboxing Robot Beatboxing 
Nick, you told me that was a song, not a voyage. I think you'll find that I set it up as a voyage for quite a long time before well, the debut. Well, that was a fucking voyage. That was beautiful. It's a bit of Boards of Canada, a bit of Serpian Stevens in there. Uh, I can only the, thank the robot the, himself for his bit of the Beatles. amazing musical composition. That was actually very good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I have... For, uh, Intended my, to have that for the 75th. That was my favourite 18-minute song ever. <laughs> yeah. 